Hi, welcome to Bisexual Real Talk. My name is Alex Anders and I am a best-selling bisexual romance author. Bisexual Real Talk is a show where each week I talk about the latest developments, studies, and strides made by the bisexual community. Sometimes I'll talk about what's going right, other times I'll talk about what's going wrong. But always you'll feel empowered and like you found the place where you belong. And if this podcast ever sounds like a YouTube channel, that's because it is. You can always check out Bisexual Real Talk on YouTube and join the conversation in the comments section there. Until then, welcome to Bisexual Real Talk, and let's talk about bisexuality. Hi, I'm Alex Anders, and this is Bisexual Real Talk. And today I'm going to be answering one of your emails uh, on my favorite topic, which is, you know, sexy, sexy time stuff. Okay, um, and before I do that, I am going to first mention, first thing, something I'm really proud of, I'm just kind of sharing. So on Amazon France this week, there was a bisexual romance in the top 50 of the entire store. Bisexual romance, top 50 in Amazon France. And it was mine, it was mine. I released a book in France, it's my first French book in like a, like a year or something like that. And it went to the top 50 and it stayed in the top 50 for at least a week or so. And it might still be there, who knows, I'm not sure. But I want to share that because I'm really proud. And the second thing I wanted to share was the fact that I just finished another book in English yesterday. Oh my God, this one took me longer than I have ever taken to write a book and it's relevant and it's like dramatic and there's like, it'll make you cry, it'll make you frustrate, it'll make you laugh, it'll make you do all those things. It's like a very complete romance, a complete love story. Uh, And this time I'm gonna do something a little different. I am going to put the excerpt for that book, Simmering Fury, into the description of both the podcast and of the YouTube channel. So if you want to check it out, you don't have to go anywhere anymore. You can just go down and read what it's like. Now I'm going to warn you, I write sexy books. So the, uh, the excerpt will be on the sexier side, still, you know, f- uh, appropriate for all ages, but it'll be on the sexier side. And if you like it, maybe you click the link, maybe you check it out, maybe you get it. Um, it's going to be, uh, if you do get it um, relatively soon, You'll be able, first of all, if you get it on Tuesday, then you're just going to get that one book for $2.99. But if you get it like after that, I'm going to bundle all the books together and you can get all the books at, um, and all the books in the series at once for one price. So read the except on this book. If you like it, check it out. So that's that. And the other thing is that I would like, to, I'm, I'm enjoying the conversations we've been having about by Cupid, whether it's been in the comments section or whether it's been like from emails outside of that, because I think this is something important that we should all be talking about in terms of finding relationships. Because yes, we can, we can just kind of like go and try and find and stumble on someone who might be okay with us being bisexual. Or what we can do is we can find someone who specifically is looking for a bisexual, maybe because they're bisexual or maybe because they just find it hot or whatever else. And BiCupid is a great place to do that. They have millions of pe- um, people, members around the world. So even if you're in Germany or France or wherever else, you can still find somebody. And just check it out. Like, just go. There's a link. I put the links in the description below where you can go. Just open up an account and see what happens. You never know. You might like it. This might be the best thing that you've ever done. Sign up. Check it out. But our conversation we've been having about it, I've, I've actually been enjoying it. So that's that. So today's email is going to be on one of the reasons why I keep saying that we should get involved with other bisexuals as opposed to other groups. And this will show it but you know, there's like a problem solution sort of thing here. 
So I'm going to read the email, which says, Good day, Mr. Anders. Well, good day to you too, sir. My name is D, and I am a male. I have recently come out to my partner of 14 years, and now she is questioning everything. One of the things she frequently questions is our bedroom activities. I admitted to her that I have been having urges and desires for the company of a man. And I told her time and again that I shall not seek out, uh, seek that out due to being with you. However, during said activities, she says things like, you're not enjoying this, or I'm not what you want, and will you ever want me again? I have reassured her every time that I do enjoy it, and she is who I want long-term, and that I always want her. Yet, she continues with the questioning. She has picked up several, um, we have picked up several accessories for our time, and it is helping, yet she still continues. Is there any way to assure her that you can still think of, I'm sorry, is there any way to assure her that you can think of short of therapy? Or do you see this as a sign that things may end? I know intimately it is us that causes it to end or not. However, there are times that a fresh set of eyes, or in this case, brains, might be able to shed light on everything. Thank you for all that you do. Sincerely, D. P.S. She seems very open to learning about what it means to be bisexual, which is great. Uh, I tell her it's different for everyone, and what I can tell her is my experiences alone. How interesting is that? And how many times have other people experienced this, whether you've had it for a partnership for 14 years or whether you've had a partnership for like months or whatever else. I mean, this is pretty common. And the great thing is that there is a solution. Yes, um, therapy would help. And, and I'll tell you why it will help and all that stuff. But here's what's going to happen in therapy or outside of therapy. But whatever, wherever you do it, this is what has to happen to kind of mend what's going on here. And the way that you can think about this is like people who believe in the conspiracy theories, right? So there are people out there that believe the craziest things like the earth is flat or that Trump is a good president or, you know, crazy things like that. And, and you can't just say, no, no, the earth is round because they will go, uh-uh, you haven't seen what I've said. If you've seen what I've seen, you'd believe what I believe and you'd know it was flat or other examples like that. So this is an example of no matter what you say to her, specifically here, that she will think there's a problem in your relationship. It's, it's because you're bisexual and you're not going to want her anymore no matter what. And the reason why she believes that is because she knows things. She's seen things. She's experienced things. And no matter what you say, it's not going to convince her otherwise because she knows what she knows and she's seen what she's seen. So what do you do about that and about conspiracy theorists? It's the same thing. What you do is like a three-step process. The first thing you do is you listen to them. You ask them, why is it that you believe this? Like, tell me, is it something you've seen on TV? Was it that Sex and the City episode that screwed all bisexual men for eternity? Was it, um, was it something that you were told by a friend? 
Did it have to do with your parents' relationships? Did your parents like stop having sex for some reason? So now you're afraid the fact that like your parents will stop having like that you'll have to stop having sex like your parents. Like you have to listen. You have to ask why you believe this, and then you have to listen to what they say, and acknowledge it. Like un make them understand that you've heard what you what they've said. Repeat it back to them. So you're saying that. It's because of your parents or you're saying that because you saw it on a TV show or you're saying it because of something else. Now, you do this because you want to establish a shared reality where you both know or at least you know what she knows. Because as long as you don't, she will always think, nah, he's just saying that because he doesn't know what I know. So you have to create a shared reality. And... If that shit reality is, for example, her thinking that you want to renegotiate your relationship, you have to acknowledge that. Because I'll be honest with you, from what you wrote, it sounds like you are trying to renegotiate a relationship, which is actually a very good thing. It actually is healthy for a relationship that if you realize that there's something that's not quite working, that you can go in and you can renegotiate it. She can do the same thing. You make your like vows when you get married or to commit to each other and you say it and you think, oh great, this will always work forever, but it doesn't. We grow, we change, we wanna grow. We want our partners to grow. We want our partners to change because it just gets boring if it's the exact same person forever. So the way you deal with that is that when something comes up, you reneg renegotiate. And it sounds like you're trying to renegotiate your relationship. And if that's what she's picking up on, you have to acknowledge that and get on the same reality. So the next thing you have to do is validate her intelligence. So once she shares her reality with you, you have to say and mean that you understand it, you get it, and that if you believe the same thing, or if you had heard, said the same, heard the same thing said to you, you would believe the same thing. Because you know what? You would. If you didn't have any experience and all that stuff about bisexuality and you heard all the things that people are saying about you, you would believe the same thing. And you have to validate her feelings on that to make her feel like she's not crazy because she's not. It's all legit. So step one, listen and acknowledge. Step two, validate that she's an intelligent person, that if you saw and experienced the same thing, you'd believe the same thing. Now, what this does is this first put you on the same reality, and then it allows her to unclench. Because what's really stressful is knowing or thinking, believing that someone else can't figure out what you see. That's just acknowledge. That's just like, that causes you to clench and to not let go, to fight even harder. Even if they throw in evidence at you, you just go, no, no, I won't listen because you just don't know what I know. And then I'm not going to listen because if I let this go, it, it, it means that I am less intelligent for having believed that. So these first two steps allow the person to relax and then listen themselves to what you're telling them. And this is where you, third step, add additional information. You share stuff with them. So the first thing that you could potentially share is that, okay, let's say that she's saying that your bisexuality is a problem. And you're saying, that's not a problem. It's not a problem at all. And she goes, no, this is a problem. Well, you acknowledge that, she's, that it's a problem because it is a problem. It, it's not like a life-ending problem. You have problems. Relationships have problems, whether it's, you know, shift changes and all that stuff. 
you have problems, whether it's kids that don't want to go to bed on time, which makes you have to stay up all night. These are problems, but there's two types of problems. There are problems with solutions and problems without solutions. And you have to share with them that in your mind, this is one of the problems that has a solution. And that will help a lot. This is a problem. I don't view this as a problem without a solution. It's just a matter of us trying to figure out what that is. We haven't figured it out yet, but in my head, it's one of those things. The second thing you need to do, which is very helpful, is to help her understand where you're coming from. So right now, uh, she, and like a lot of people believe this, that you being bisexual is the end all be all. And if it like interferes with sex life, everything's over. Like, like this is complete. Like this happened and now it's all done. Whereas in your head, it's like, no, this is just, this is just a thing. This is just a thing that we can work through. There's, there's things we can do. So you have to make her understand that, uh, that there's a difference and you do that by offering up an analogy. So you might say, to her saying, oh, this is over or this won't work anymore or you'll never want to have me be with me again. You being a male, I'll offer this analogy. You could say to her, let's say that I were having performance issues because of erection issues. And I will say, almost all, if not all, men will experience some sort of erectile dysfunction in their life, as the commercial says, says whether it's because of stress, whether it's because of medication, whether it's because of like something like, like diabetes or just age. Like it's gonna happen. It doesn't have, doesn't have to happen like for a long period of time. And it might, but it will happen. Just, you, it will. It just will at some point. And you can ask her, if that were to happen in this relationship, would you believe me? Like, would you uh, never wanna have sex with me again? And of course she's gonna say, no, I wouldn't. Of course I wouldn't do that. We'd work things out. Then you'd go, aha, that's exactly how I feel with this situation. There's just something that needs to be worked out. Or another analogy that you might want to offer has to do with, let's say that you were working a job and suddenly you had a shift change. Like, and now she's working during the day, you're working during the night, which is a problem. It'll cause a problem with the relationship. It'll cause a problem with, with having a healthy sex life. It's going to be a problem. And you can ask her, if my shift changed, would you believe that our relationship was over? Do you, do you believe that I would, um, that, would you believe that, that you would never want to be with me again? Like, are all the same things that you're believing now because of this something you would believe because of that? And of course she's gonna say, no, no, we would work it out, we'd figure it out, we'd like make appointments, there are things we can do. You'd go, exactly. That is how I feel about this situation. It's, it's something that has a solution and it's just a matter of figuring out. So that's what you can do because and this is a very interesting study, which I'll put a link to in the, in the description below as well. There was a study done recently about what people are relationship satisfaction. Like what do people view as the things that make their relationship most satisfying? Most satisfying? It doesn't matter whether a person is depressed. It doesn't matter like other external issues. The things that most people view as the, mo uh, the, as the, as the best determinant of whether they're satisfying their relationship is whether or not their partner is committed to the relationship. As long as you know your partner is committed with all the problems that happen, no matter what it is, if you know that your partner is committed to making this relationship work, you relax. 
number one. And number two is partner appreciation. Like if you know that your partner not only is committed to making the relationship work, but they appreciate you, that you know that they appreciate you, those are the two top things that determine whether or not a person feels satisfied in the relationship. So to this point, I will say one of the other things that you can do after you listen and acknowledge, and then you validate, and then you add your additional information, is that you can let them know why you value them. You can make a list of the things that you actually do appreciate with them. And if you can tell them that and have them to understand how you're viewing things, because they don't know these things. They don't know why you appreciate them. They don't know why you'd stick around if you're not 100% like over the moon about the sexual activity in the bedroom. Why would you possibly stay? Well, it's because of this. And because of this, it's because you do this. It's because you're always there for me when I need someone to talk to. It's because um, you are, you are, you know, you take care of me. You make sure that I'm doing this. You make sure I'm doing that. Make a list of why it is that you do appreciate them. Let them know that list. And by adding in all of that additional information, they will feel less insecure. And they will then like move to the next stage of your relationship, which is problem solving. And honestly, this is just the process for any relationship issue. For any relationship issue you have, you listen and acknowledge, validate them, add additional information. So yes, this particular topic has to do with you being bisexual, but you're gonna have other issues in the future in terms of relationships. You just will. That's just the, that's just the nature of relationships because we all grow and change. So. Learn how to figure out how to do that now and you can apply it to things in the future. And in the future, you're going to think of this particular thing as a minor, minor bump in the road because you are guaranteed to experience other things. Guaranteed to experience other things that will test the relationship more than this. And once you get over this and once you learn how to deal with it, it will be easier in the future. So I hoped you liked that. I think that's really helpful information and honestly it's stuff that I have to remind myself every so often, you know, those times when I'm in a relationship, <sighs> which hopefully because of BiCupid, I will be able to experience another one soon. Um, you know, please check out BiCupid, use the links in the description below to check that out. And also, I'd love to let, I'd love to find out what you guys think about the excerpt from my book because I worked hard on it and it is a full, complete story and I'm just excited to find out what you think. So please, you know, if you want, take it a read and, and let me know in the comment section. Other than that, stay cooler, my bisexual. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I want to mention one other thing. Um, on my Patreon page this month, we're going to be doing a, uh, a group chat session with other bisexuals. So if you want to talk to other bisexuals, um, and if, let's say you're living in an area where you not have access to them, or let's say because you might be, be living in quarantine right now because of some, some reason, uh, you lost contact your community and you'd like to do that, check out my Patreon page because this month we're doing a group chat and you can join in. Uh, well, maybe next month. So this month and next month we'll be doing it. Um, and you can join in and, and you know, you'll have some time with me as well as the group. So if you have an issue you can talk about, everyone could, you know, share your experiences and perhaps offer solutions as well. So that's on my Patreon page. Again, link in the description below. 
Now I can say, stay cooler, my bisexual friends. Stay cooler. <laughs> Bye. If you would like to support the podcast or just pick up some really cool bisexual merchandise, you can check out my bisexual romance audiobooks on iTunes, Audible, and Amazon. I write under the pen name A. Anders. You can also check out my bisexual-themed socks and t-shirts on Teespring and Amazon by searching them for the company name Bisexual Real Talk. But the links for everything are in the description of this podcast. Please support the channel and check it out. Until next time, stay cooler, my bisexual friend. Stay cooler. Bye.